Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today we're talking to Mark Chalmers. He's the CEO of Energy Fuels. We discuss his reaction to the 232 outcome, plus his expectations of the 90-day working group. We also ask him if he's made any enemies along the way, plus his insight into state versus federal subsidies. We discuss M&A, cash, plus ask him if he's got any regrets. Hey, Mark, how are you? Very good, Matt. How are you? Not too bad. Now, we spoke last back in April. That was... Uh, a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago, and uh, a lot of things have happened, including your favorite topic, 232 petition. So, what, yes. What's your reaction to all of that? Well, look, look at, um, I think that, um, firstly, when we thought that there was going to be a decision on the 13th or 12th of July, uh, we were expecting a positive decision for good reason, um, and, and we didn't get that immediate relief that we had hoped for. But, uh, but we're very encouraged with the fact that two little companies in Colorado, UR Energy and Energy Fuels, filed a petition that now is going into a new review, which is looking at the entire nuclear fuel cycle right. in the United States at the highest levels of government. Probably the most extensive review done in three or four decades on the front to the back of the nuclear fuel cycle. Right. And so we're talking about the 90 day working group, which uh, off the back of which was announced in the presidential memorandum by Donald Trump. I mean, were you it wasn't what you wanted, but are you seeing that as a positive? I guess from your press release, you see that as a positive. Yeah, well, look, look at two small companies couldn't tackle the whole nuclear fuel cycle. OK, it was too big for us. So we focus mainly on the uranium front end. We certainly did mention that other portions of the fuel cycle were challenged. Um, you know, we, there's a number of positives here. Um, I mean, we thought we we were we were had line aside to um, some relief, literally within uh, 24 to 48 hours, uh, for good reason. Uh, some of the positives is Secretary of Commerce uh, said it was national security issue. Uh, the president agreed with that. Um, uh, a remedy was put forward. We don't know exactly what that is, um, but uh, the report from Commerce will be public and this new review group is getting started as we speak. Okay, well, let's talk about that because like, we're dealing with, you've, you've kicked off a very big topic. I mean, I mean, Donald Trump did say that, you know, in June 2017, that he had announced an initiative to revive the nuclear sector. Uh, and this memorandum does talk about nuclear fuel production rather than specifically uranium. And there's a lot of moving parts here. It's hard to, I guess, deliberately hard for us to all interpret exactly what it means. Uh, I think the language is vague, but let's, let's try and talk, try and see what you read into some of this. Okay, so I'm going to... You know, because I think everyone's claiming a win here. Okay, everyone, everyone's opinion has changed over time. I think people, lots of people are claiming wins here. But I want to understand what you think. So, I'm looking at section two of the memorandum. The United States requires domestically produced uranium to satisfy the Department of Defense requirements. Now, that's the only bit that I can find that specifically talks about uranium manuf manufacturing production in the U.S. 
What else are you seeing in there that's good for U.S. uranium producers? Well, look, look I think I think that uh, yeah, the, the Department of Defense uh, requires U.S. produced uranium, you know, uh, by treaty. Um, but look, at I think I think that um, the the memo itself uh, indicates that the national the complete fuel cycle uh, for defense and our power plants is challenged. Um, you know, it's it's broken. Um, you know, we don't have the ability to, to, to basically chase uh, what we do with in terms of a lot of our infrastructure, but not all our infrastructure. But um, we, um, we don't have ability to, to mine a pound of uranium right now and run it on through through conversion enrichment uh, and up into uh, the more highly enriched products uh, with our existing infrastructure. Right. Now, um, with regard to you know, the Department of Defense, they have to purchase uh, uranium from the United States. Uh, the utilities do not currently have to produce the uranium from the United States, and, and that's the differential between it. And as we know, like uh, 90 some percent um, uh, plus 99 percent is being imported into the United States right now. But I, I think I think the key I think the key grabs from this review is, um, you know, as we said, we started off with a focus on the uranium mining. Um, the it's now a larger focus. Um, the audience, the members of that working group are secretary level, secretary of defense, mm -hmm. secretary of interior, secretary of treasury, state department, uh, FERC, NRC. You know, these are all, uh, you know, the top of the tree. It's basically uh, the president's cabinet, you know, minus a few people like Homeland Security and health and a few things like that. So, yeah. so um, yeah, no, so it, 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 it's floated to the top here. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, 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 you know, it wasn't a no, no, it was no, we need more time. And I think that was the key element. They needed more time. But what's it, this one I'm trying to understand. So there's a lot of big names involved. You know, say Secretary of, you know, everything important that is, is involved with this now. But they're involved in a nuclear fuel production review. Okay, which is, that's, that's the top line. And, and, you know, I think we'd all agree that there needs to be a lot of discussion around you know the, the reactors and subsidies that the reactors are receiving um but where does uranium fit into that review is it a big piece of this because they, they talk about addressing concerns they don't talk about addressing uranium u.s uranium production in anything other than in relation to the De department of defense supply so what what's your expectation of what this 90-day review is going to give you yeah. versus, you know, the rest of the world? I, 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 think, I think that um, uh, the memorandum and the, 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 the flavor is that it's got to be a holistic review. Um, you know, I, think, I think the other thing is that, that certainly we're going to pull out with where we can participate is that, again, the United States consuming one-third of the world's uranium products producing uh, at the front end uh, uranium less than 1%, but then we have uh, conversion on standby. You know, we have uh, foreign-owned enrichment. Um, you know, we don't have ability to go these higher ends. Um, and, um, and, but at the same time, and this is an important thing that needs to be drawn out, Russia, China uh, are building up their capacity that is well in excess of their requirements. So here we are, um, not even able to produce a, a, a percent of our requirements where our foes are going to be able to produce 
many times greater than they need so that they can then uh, create a global business to take over the entire fuel cycle on in the world, including the United States. So, you know, you know this, is, this is where the national security uh, issue is very significant. There is a huge focus by the United States government on critical minerals, which uranium is one. Mm-hmm. And in our case, as a company, we also produce vanadium, which is a critical mineral. And so this is right up the alley of that initiative. So separate from the nuclear fuel cycle, you have the critical minerals too. So. So look, it's, um, there's no certainty on the outcome, but we've certainly elevated it to a level uh, that it really needs to be at. You have, but what's your expect? What, what do you want out of this review? Do you want certainty around on your position? Do you want certainty for the market? Do you want to understand what it means for you financially? Uh, and what are, the, what are the specifics around What do you want from these guys? Because it seems to me 90 days is not a very long time. I mean, they have been, you know, they've been, they've had an initiative for the last two years, but I don't know what they've been doing in the last two years, but what what would they have done in 90 days, which they didn't know before? Yeah, well, look at, look at our, um, our ask are still the same. You know, we're still looking for that uh, 10, 12 million pounds, up to 10 or 12 million pounds of production under contracts. Uh, We're not looking at tariffs. Uh, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you don't call them quotas. There's other ways of doing that, but we want long-term contracts. From who? And we who from? Still a strong position to ask for long-term contracts. We are not materially uh, changing what we're asking for in terms of the certainty and relief in the front end for the uranium mining side of things. Who do you want the? Who do you want these contracts from? Do you want the Department of Defense? The utilities being made to buy from you? I mean, what are you looking for? Yeah, look, look, look at, uh, we want long-term contracts uh, from utilities, from the Department of Defense. I mean, the Section 232 was a trade initiative, okay? It was a trade initiative, focused on trade. Well, now that we're in this larger working group, um, there are other potential fixes that aren't trade-related. It doesn't mean that the trade issues are completely off the table, mm. but it opens up the opportunities on where this could go and how it could potentially be funded, um, you know, looking forward. So, um, so you know, look, look, at there. it's still early days. You're right, 90 days goes by very quickly. Um, but, um, you know, we, we, uh, we agree with the president's decision. Uh, yeah, sure, it was painful that, uh, you know, the, that our shares got hit like they did, and not just our shares, but everybody in the United States. Um, but uh, we actually agree with the decision, and we think the president made the right decision by opening it up to the entire fuel cycle. So at what point did you recognize what could happen? Like you, you started a series of events. You, like I said, I said to you way back when, I thought it was a really bold, big move for two small companies in this space to go for it. You know? And I said, I take my hat off to you for doing that, the courage to do that. But at what point did you recognize that actually this may not go the way you wanted it? Was it literally the day the memorandum came out or did you sense anything before then? Well, look, it, we, I can say, and I can't say you know, publicly, but I, I had for good reason uh, up until the last uh, 24 to uh, uh, 48 hours that we had uh, uh, very positive signals that uh, we were gonna, uh, had a good chance of receiving relief of, of, of this material for us in the United States uh, um, uranium mining uh, industry. 
Uh, you know, and, and as I said, we, we had nothing to confirm that. Actually, um, we didn't have anything positive or, or you know, com- to confirm it until that memorandum came out. There right. were rumors started to fly. There were rumors that started to fly. Uh, they were not consistent with what we believed and where we were at. Um, uh, you know, and, 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 but, uh, you know, when the rumors started to fly and, and, and people were saying, oh, I confirm this or I confirm that, you know, we, we didn't know. We did not know. Okay. Um, okay. But, but uh, the one thing, one thing that, um, uh, you know, we, 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 we do know, and as we said, you know, this, this got into the White House. And um, uh, we think, I think, uh, uh, that uh, they basically ran out of time when when the, the topic of uranium mining and the other steps of the fuel, parts of the fuel cycle uh, started to convolute things uh, in terms of really where they should uh, be, be focused and what decisions they should make. Okay, so you, you made a statement to me the last time we spoke. You said you're a winner and you're going to make this thing work, okay? And, and, and I believe that you believe that and that, that's great. But do you think winners do everything and anything it takes to win? And if you do, is do you think the two three two is the right move for you then? And do you still feel that now? Yeah, look, look at if if I had the opportunity to do it again, I would have done it again. I, I okay. think that two three two was the right step. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it's right in line with with um, uh, you know I've said it many times that we will uh, we will be we will be aggressive but not reckless. Yeah. Um, I think that um, you know. From from my pers- uh, perspective, and, and again for good reason, uh, we got this thing very very close to going across the line on our petition. Uh, we got the support of commerce. Um, you know, we got this national security determination. Um, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. You know, look at uh, look in hindsight, it, it's it's been more difficult than perhaps I had thought at the beginning of the process. But that's life, isn't it? You know. Um, sure. Uh, but, I mean, talking, but, but, but talking of which, Mark, Mark you know, you, like I said, pretty ballsy move. You, you've kind of got a bigger outcome than you thought. I think the uncertainty is still there, but we can come to that in a minute. But do you think you've made some enemies along the way? You know, you, you've got your share price has been hit. Your, your U.S. colleagues, uh, companies have been hit. Utilities weren't, you know, pro this move at all. I mean, you know, who, who's out there that's friendly and who's talking to you? Oh, look, look at, I honestly, I don't have people that I consider enemies. I, I think that uh, the utilities, uh, they, yeah, they didn't agree with it. Everybody has to vote their pocketbook and, and that included the utilities. And, and I've had a, a number of utilities tell me, Mark, it is not personal. You know, we understand why you did what you did. And, uh, and, and, and to this day, uh, with all the number of shareholders I have talked to, yeah, sure. They saw the shares drop by uh, 40% or so, uh, 37% on that day. Uh, no, I'm not happy with that. No, they're not happy with that. But I have not had an angry shareholder. Now, after this video, maybe somebody's angry and they want to come talk to me. And I welcome them to call me. I welcome them right. to call me because I'm an approachable guy. Yeah. And uh, and I am, I'm looking for uh, big opportunities for our shareholders, not status quo. Do you think you're going to be punished by utilities as a consequence of this? I know you just said, like, it's not personal, but will will it reflect? Will that be reflected in terms of their buying behavior with contracts going forward? No, absolutely not. Right. 
that's it. There's a lot of rumors and, 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 uh, you know, and as I said, if, uh, when you look at the other uranium producers, uh, in the world, you look at Canada, uh, if you look at Australia, at least, uh, if they had the opportunity, uh, to, to take in a section two, three, two route, I will bet you they would have taken that route themselves if they had that opportunity. Right. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, with regards to the narrative, I mean, I remember talking with you. I've talked to a lot of uh, CEOs of other uranium companies. We've talked to funds. We've talked to a couple of utilities. You know, the the narrative, obviously, now, knowing what we now know with regards to the President Trump's memorandum, the narrative's changing. You know, everyone's claiming a win. Everyone's claiming that they, you know they they called it right. Um, I mean, what's you, who who do you think actually called it right in all this? I know you said it wasn't the outcome that you you wanted, but did, did you see anyone get this right? Well, you know, I, it, you're right. Where a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's a win for me. It's a win for everyone." Says a win, and then and here we are still waiting another ninety days. So, um, well, we hope well, it's another I, ninety days, huh? I think we called it right because uh, we brought to the attention of the government. Uh, uh, of a fundamental flaw uh, in our fuel cycle and in our national defense uh, with the the front end of the fuel cycle. Okay. So you know, I think that um, in the absence of uh, us filing our Section 232, uh, where would we be today, um, you know, with regard to the focus on the fuel cycle? So, uh, you know, I think we did what we needed to do um, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm, I don't regret doing what we did. Uh, there still is uncertainty, um, but uh, you know, and, and even on the day, you know, that I, you know, I said that on the the, the day that uh, you know the rumors started flying, everything, you know, I kept saying to people around me, I said, this is not consistent with President Trump. It is not consistent for him to say, no, I'm not doing anything. So when the memorandum came out, um, I could accept that what was in that memorandum was consistent with what I would expect from President Trump and his administration, that they would need to look at this in a more detailed way. So he's, he's not, he, he didn't say no, he didn't say yes, he just bought some time. It's part of a much bigger review. Do you think that review is going to finish in 90 days or from probably a bit less than that now? Well, you know, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a large review. And, and uh, you know, all I can say is in the 232 process, they met all of their, um, their, their time constraints. You know, they, they were on the day on, on just about everything that they did. And now this is a bigger group. Um, with, you know, with bigger, I, with bigger pro collective problems, Mark, you know, you've got the utilities with multitude of different energy sources as well as nuclear. You've got yeah. you know, the gas guys, you've got big lobbyists and, you know, who've been fighting the good fight and they've got to appease all of those people. I mean, I guess there's room for everyone. It's a question of who gets what slice of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I think, um, you know, it, it is, a, you know, we, we, we've, we've got a, a, a tiger by the tail. There's no question. And, and um, but, you know, not all these things uh, have to be solved, um, you know, in a day. And they can't be solved in a day. And uh, I think that the, 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 the key um, uh, things that, that they need to look at is uh, sort of a phasing of things. You know, I mean, you take, uh, you know, the, 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 the further down and the enrichment cycle of, of, uh, 
uh, the fuel chain, you know, that, that, that you're not going to solve that in a, in a week or a month or six months. Um, but we do have things like, you know, the conversion and, and the uranium mining um, that can be solved quicker because a lot of the infrastructure, well, the infrastructure, a lot of it is in place. A lot of the people are in place. So, um, but, but, yeah. But whose problem is that? You know, you're, you're saying they can look at that, but that's, a, that's the problem of the company, isn't it? You know, why, why, is that a, why does the review become responsible for getting U.S. companies up and running again? They can't affect price other than giving certainty to utility companies to be able to make some, put some contracts in place. Is, is that the yeah. way it works? Well, look, look, look at the, 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 the one complication with the United States uh, compared to Russia and China is um, the, the U.S., uh, you know, basically... Uh, privatized the, the, the vast majority of the front end of the fuel cycle. There is no nuclear fuel cycle in the world that doesn't have government support uh, in virtually every step of that fuel cycle. And that goes with the Russians and that goes with the Chinese. I think what we have found that um, privatizing the front end of the fuel cycle doesn't work. It's that simple. So the government has the ability uh, to to facilitate in different ways um, if they think it is a priority of national significance. Uh, it is complicated, as I said. Um, and uh, as I said, that because we're now not just tied to the Section 232, there's other aspects of that. I mean, if you look at it right now, um, many, many of um, uh, the nuclear utilities uh, have received and are receiving substantial support in the various states that they operate in, substantial support. And, you know, we're talking, you know, 100, 150, 200 million, you know, dollars per year for, you know, two or three reactors. So that's at a state level, not a federal level. Is that right? You're saying that's a state no, level? No, that's at a state level, a federal level. So look, look at, okay. we're not trying to cost any, you know, uh, we're not trying to unduly uh, burden um, the fuel cycle with our costs, but I can tell you that when you look at what we ask for, what we're asking for, it is very, very small in the scheme of the fuel cycle. You know, we're small businesses. It's very small. What are you looking and for? A lot of this is taken out of context on what the true costs are. Now, the other thing that's taken out of context with the true cost is what is the fair value of a pound uranium produced by Westerners? It's not the current $25 per pound of the spot price. Right. You know, that is um, a depressed, what I call happy hour pound. So, you know, there's there's a lot of ways the math can be distorted here. So, but, but I, the question I was asking, so what are you after? They can they can help you in different ways. They can, what are those ways that you would like them to help you with? Is it around permitting and licensing or is it subsidies or what do you want? No, look, look at the main thing we, we want is contracts. You know, we have, this is where we haven't changed our position. We want contracts. We want... Um, uh, you know, we want to, uh, you know, buy American, uh, you know, certainly the Department of Defense has to buy uh, U.S. Uh, uh, uranium. Uh, you know, we've got government reactors. Um, you know, there's there's different ways that that uh, it can be incentivized. Um, you know, in, in, the, in the case of our company, we're unique. Uh, we have, um, you know, vanadium. Uh, we also do recycling, a low-level products. We do one to three reactors a year recycling. And we also have uh, been pursuing cleanup of the Navajo Nation. So, 
I get it. You've got a lot going on. Seven billion in trust. I, yeah, I want. I want to get into the company. I do, but I want to get your insight. You, you know, you're at the front line. You, you see this. You hear this every day. So, with regards to whether it be state or federal level subsidies or um, a bifurcated market or you know perm- or permitting made easier, whatever, what are what precisely do you need? Because as a near, t- well, you're a producer, you've got a lot of moving parts, a lot of assets, you've got explorers. Um, they're all going to need different things because they're at different stages of the of evolution. You're going to focus on your company. So, you know, what is it that you want for you? And what do you think some of these, you know, explorers are going to need? Yeah, look, if there's a difference, there's a difference. Yeah. What we have, we have a lot of critical infrastructure yeah. that is constructed, uh, that is manned, it's operable. Um, and it's costing and, you money today, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, we need to get money into our coffers, and and that can happen in in, in a variety of ways. Uh, as I said, I prefer long term contracts. Uh, it's important to keep producing. Uh, we have uh, uranium is a very unique. Uh, uh, commodity, uh, the technical skills required to find sure. it, to develop it, to to process it, um, are, are 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 rare to find. And and if we don't get support to 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 preserve uh, and 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 continue at some level, uh, we will lose those skills. Now, just for an example, you know, even with the Department of Defense, when it comes to things like uh, and the submarines, uh, aircraft, whatnot. I mean, they continue to build at a certain level just to maintain critical infrastructure and the skills and the skills that are necessary for that infrastructure to operate it efficiently. So, you know, those those, those are themes that, that could be followed, um, you know, and, and, and as I said, the 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 one, uh, um, you know, sort of distortion that happens is people assume that uranium is going to be available forever for $25 a pound. And that's not the case. Chemical will be gone. Um, The uranium production in Australia will largely be gone, uh, perhaps with the exception of Olympic Dam. Uh, You know, we need a higher price. So you've got to kind of differentiate between the state-owned enterprises and the Western production. Western production needs to be at $50 a pound or greater to continue. that is determined by the market, usually, right? What are you saying? Are you saying that the government needs to step in and affect price or pay the differential between uh, whatever spot is? I know you want a contract, but you want a contract at fifty bucks plus. If the market doesn't isn't at fifty bucks, how does the, yeah. how does the state or federal government help you? Yeah, look, look, look at as I said, it's 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 probably a combination of things. It could be a combination of the government. It could be a combination of the utilities wearing some of that load. Um, they're receiving subsidies as we speak. I know. Um, so, you know, you know, it's it's we're, we're not asking uh, for something that others aren't already receiving here. We okay. know that everything is challenged, but you got to get back to what I said before. We are the largest consumer in the world, and we have zero capability right now. Is that where we want to be? Now, some people will say, "I'm fine with that." And I say, no, I'm not fine with it. And I think the average person in D.C. understands this. No, I got, I got a stat for you. So this is, this is from uh, the B, BNEF, which is uh, it's a Bloomberg um, source. And they're saying, this is May 
last year. They're saying that 24 out of the out of 60 operating nuclear reactors in the U.S. will struggle to cover their operating costs this time next year. The, so they they need help, and they are getting help now. And you're saying, I just want a piece of that to get our nuclear industry, of which uranium is part of, off the ground, up and running, so that we can be sufficient to some level. Correct. Okay. You know, I, I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's a number of, um, well, as I said, and again, I, I, I talked about these state-owned enterprises and, and Russia and China, you know, um, if, if they didn't have state support, uh, would they be able to function from the beginning to the end of the fuel cycle? And the answer is no. Right. Okay. So I just want to ask you quickly about your view of Cameco's conference call press release uh, last week. What's your read on what they had to say? And it obviously hasn't had a big, I mean, they're the first guys to kind of blink in this, they, you know, they've, they've made an announcement on it, but it hasn't really moved the market, hasn't done anything for equities or buying. So what did, what's your take on it? Well, look, I think um, my take on, on Cameco is, um, you know, they're challenged right now, too. And, and um, you know, losing or, or getting a very small settlement on this lawsuit that they had um, it hurt them big time. Mm. Uh, I think they're reiterating what I'm just saying, that they need higher prices uh, or they're not going to restart. Uh, you know, what they're not saying is that their contracts, if their contracts roll off, um, uh, you know, they're looking at serious, um, uh, you know, outcomes with Cigar Lake. Mm. Cigar Lake also uh, got a finite life on it. Um, so it doesn't have, you know, 20 years of life. Um, and, and so, you know, look, at I, I think Cameco is a, is a great company. And I know the management of Cameco, I think um, uh, they're doing the right things. And, and I respect them. And I always say that to uh, anyone that asks me about the grain sector, I say, well, you've got to own some Cameco. But but they are also um, very challenged right now too, and um, and and I think that um, uh, you know they recognize uh, the importance of Western world production. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of subtly talk about that, and they, they recognize things like uh, critical minerals and, and having those capabilities. So um, so you know I guess I guess the only thing I want to say is um, they're doing the right things. Um, they're challenged. Uh, like everybody else, but but uh, in their uh, benefit right now, they've got two things that are helping them, mainly their longer-term contracts, and they're also benefiting from uh, the foreign exchange right now, too. Right, okay. Um, thanks for getting into that kind of macro view. I mean, we need to remember the macro economics to this, for this industry, uranium industry, still look at Nothing's changed. It doesn't matter 232 didn't give you what you wanted. It almost doesn't matter what comes out of the... 90-day working group because the, the fundamentals don't change. There's a massive supply-demand gap and it's getting bigger by the day. There's you know billions of dollars being spent on infrastructure. So I think people just need to remember that. Um, yeah, and I just want to say something else too is that, you know, that's absolutely right. And, um, uh, you know, and the, the fundamentals are what the fundamentals are. And, and everybody kind of over-focuses on 232. I've told our shareholders that, look, for section 232 because it is bigger than that and and uh, but i understand why people did buy us for 232 because uh you know it was looking uh you know was well, that's the narrative looking, everyone's okay. looking for a for a catalyst everyone wants that catalyst moment it's it's 232 it's the working working group 
It's the WNA. It's when when you're down, you you you, cl you, you cling and reach for anything you can. Um, but I'd say people need to just think a little bit longer than that. And it doesn't matter if it takes another six months, another nine months, another twelve months. It's coming, and it's coming quick. It'll 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 come quickly when it when it when it when it goes. But let's get onto your company, okay? We got that's why we're here, right? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you talked last time about, I want to talk about specific elements of it. You know, everyone's, you know, seen your, your reports, a great presentation. They should look at the presentation. We'll send a link to the presentation on the video. But let's talk about your mill. Yeah. You're, you're, you're one for strategy, right? And you were very clear with me last time you said the, the, the mill is something that you can use to, to leverage your position as the US, US's number one uranium producer you think that people will have to come to you and there will be discussions to be had at that point because it's what is it one of three potential working mills in well in the US? look it's the only uh, operable uh, manned um, producing facility there are other two there are two other facilities but uh, one of them has both of them haven't ran for like 40 years right uh, they've been partially reclaimed or right. uh, in some cases uh, uh, people have taken a lot of the equipment out, so they're, for, they're they're very dilapidated and not able to come online in a in a in, in quick order. So, so that's that's yeah. good for you. That's good for you, right? Functioning. What? That's really good news for you. And but yes. what does it mean for the other players in the U.S. market? Now, do you do you feel that some of them are are slightly weaker because as long as, as if this continues to go on, are they slightly weaker? Are they in a position? Are you talking looking at mergers? Are you looking at takeovers? Are you looking at JVs? What's well, look, look at the, um, the mill. Um, it puts us in a strong position, particularly with the conventional miners, uh, particularly if anybody wants to uh, uh, produce vanadium or some of this recycle. Um, there was a, a phrase that was used uh, uh, 40 years ago, and it says, he who has the mill owns a district. Okay. Right. Well, back then there were like um, 25 mills out there in the United States. Well, today, there is one that operates and functions. So if you could use that phrase 40 years ago, well, you can certainly use it now when you're the only one that can actually um, process uranium today. So, so what are you gonna um, do about that? What are you gonna do? I mean, that, well, that phrase does hold true today. Um, the, the, the strategy is, is, is the same. Um, you know, we need higher prices for uh, conventional mining. Um, you know, we'll always give the, the main priority for that uh, to be our mines, our ore. Um, you know, we're still, um, you know, producing vanadium right now. Um, we're still, um, uh, uh, well, we're actually uh, shipping uh, low-grade ore from a, uh, a mine that's on standby in New Mexico right now. Uh, so we're, we're actually doing some recycling of uh, low-grade ores from, uh, you know, uh, idle uh, mines. You know, we'll continue to use all those uh, various uh, arrows uh, to improve our cash flow optionality. And, and that is why that mill survived, because it had the ability to do these side businesses when the price of uranium was low. Yeah. When it comes to others that want to use the mill, when it comes to others that need the mill, we'll consider that on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, you know, it is our facility. Um, it, it's, it's, it's probably worth three, $400 million if you replaced it. Uh, it uh, we've got uh, 70 or 80 people there right now working there. Um, you know, we're not going to do it for free. We're going to do, if, if we consider 
processing somebody's ore, we want a fair margin on that, and that is entirely reasonable. Yeah, and I, I guess you can you can push that margin out because you know what it's going to cost them to move it somewhere else, right? It's it's uh, easy. Well, maths, yeah, there's right? no place to move it to, and yeah. and you know if somebody thinks, well, hey, uh, uh, you know, we'll 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 ship you some material, and and you can get a ten percent margin on that, uh, and we can use the mill whenever we, we we want to. No, we're not doing that. But isn't that an opportunity? If people buy into the macro story here, and I'm talking institutions, I'm talking banks, debt, etc. If they buy into that macro story, then surely now is the time to go and talk about some acquisitions of competitors, whether it be explorers with with licenses, but with you know some some kind of resource, or even producers, perhaps you know struggling a bit, developers who are struggling a bit. Isn't now the time? Or do you not think yeah. you'd get that well, look, here? Look at, um, in the 232 process, with the um, the remedy that we asked for, um, we, we were staying away from M&A activity because uh, we were looking for a industry solution, not just a solution for, for UR energy and, and energy fuels. And um, we were trying to allow a, a, enough critical mass for there to be competition amongst the various parties, the few parties that remain in the United States. Well, um, you know, if, um, if if we're not going exactly that route and you're more focused on uh, critical infrastructure and whatnot, uh, that uh, direction may change. So, you know, we are not uh, opposed uh, to uh, M&A activities, if it makes sense, um, and, um, and, and maybe a little lesser so than perhaps when we were in the actual 232 process. Sure. But uh, I want to stress, you know, we were looking for an industry solution. And, uh, and a lot of other uh, uh, producers or producer wannabes were riding on our backs, hoping we would get that across the line. So, um, you know, we'll be open, Matt, we'll be open. Okay, you don't want competition though, do you? Well, look at some level of competition is, is, is healthy. Um, we're certainly not trying to come up with a monopoly. I mean, I know some people said, well, you know, we, um, you know, we were monopolized by owning the mill. Uh, well, yeah, we monopolized by owning the mill because because we own it and we pay for it. Um, if somebody um, uh, wants to go out and permit uh, and construct a mill somewhere else in the United States, they're free to do that. So tell me, how much cash have you got left? Well, um, look, and I, I, I can't say, uh, in, in, but uh, in complete accuracy, but uh, Look, it should have a four a forty million handle of cash working capital. Right. Um, so we're still in a, a strong position compared to our peers, uh, and that's by choice. Uh, and um, and you know we're glad we have that position right now. Well, you told me you love you need to have a cash position. You want to have a cash position. It makes you feel in control. Are you going to need to go and raise any more money anytime soon? How long can you? Uh, well, sit look, this out? we don't want to raise money at these prices. No. Um, uh, but it is it is important in this business to 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 not get too close to the wire and and um, you know and I think that um, uh, you know a lot of people own us because of the fact that we don't sell too close to the wind and and particularly when you have uh, the the permitted facilities that we have I mean um, uh, you know they they are uh, expensive and um, you know and 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 you don't want uh, to to get that close because you can have uh, an event like we saw with uh, how the stock reacted on Section 232, 
um, you know, and, and, you know, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to maintain our, our strong position uh, as much as possible. Do you think your shares were inflated before the 232 announcement? Do you think people were, you know, thinking this could go your way and you're, you're back down at the level you should be? Well, I mean, that's debatable. Um, I mean, I think, I, personally, I think we got overpunished. Um, um, but, but there's obviously people were in the shares because they thought there was going to be a positive outcome. The story was, was so strong. Um, and um, so, look, look, I, I think if you look at right now, I mean, even after uh, the 20, the 12th of July, uh, a lot of the uraniums have, have, have come off, um, you know, globally. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, there were there were people that are in the stock because, you know, look, they, they, they thought that uh, we had line of sight to um, to positive cash flow and profits. OK, so do you, okay, wh where do you go now? What what what's next? You, go, you wait for this 90 days. Is, what are you doing during that 90 days? Is it business as usual? Uh, and then what? Yeah, look, look, it, it, it's. I mean, the focus is on, um, you know, what can, you know, potentially get us to, uh, you know, cash flow quicker, um, faster um, inflection points. So we're going to focus uh, extensively on these working groups. We'll spend a lot of time in D.C. Uh, we uh, will spend a lot of time uh, working with the, uh, the administration and these various groups that will be participating in the working group. Uh, we're still working on the Hill. Uh, we had very strong support on the Hill. Uh, with uh, Senator Brasso, uh, Liz Cheney, uh, we had over 50, we had 50 uh, uh, congressmen sign a letter in our support that they sent to the president. Uh, we had 39 of our um, uh, Native American employees that work at White Mesa Mill on their own um, initiative, uh, wrote a letter to the president. We'll keep pushing uh, every angle we can push, but at the same time, um, you know, we're going to be, you know, looking at our cost and our burn um, and, um, and how to best manage uh, our balance sheet uh, to, to, to give ourselves plenty of runway here. Okay. You, you said earlier on, you don't regret doing it. You would do this again. But has it been a distraction? Um, look, it, it, it took a lot of our time. Um, uh, you know, but as you pointed out, you know, we're trying to, to, to come up with an inflection point. Um, you know, we're trying to make our luck. We're not trying to just sit on our, on our, on our seat. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that all they're focused on is just doing nothing and preserving their capital. And, 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 and that's not making your luck. That's just waiting. Uh, that's with hope as a strategy. So, uh, we will always try to make our luck. And, you know, uh, Matt, as you know, uh, I've been involved in this business for over 40 years. I've produced uranium all over the world. Um, you know, our assets um, are the best in the world for the, the sort of the size that we fit into in terms of this, these junior companies. Um, I voted at my feet. I came back from Australia for this opportunity. I have no regrets that I did that either. Um, but it's a tough business. It's a tough business. And um, if you're not tough, you shouldn't be in it. I, well, that's a great point to finish on. The, the mining is not easy. And it's been particularly tough. Yeah, the tough. whole resource sector is challenged, there's no <laughs> question. And, 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 and certainly with uh, the 232 petition, um, we, we certainly got some attention on it um, from all sorts of angles. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and as I said, look, it's, it's, um, it's been a big challenge, but, but I, can, I can tell you, I, I sleep well at night. Uh, I'm confident, uh, but again, I will not be reckless. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate your time. What a fantastic, honest appraisal of the situation. I think we all appreciate that. And uh, we look forward to hearing what happens in the next sort of 70, 80 days, I guess. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.